Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, August 16th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here until 6 o'clock. Our text line is open. We do that every day at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up today on the program, we're going to talk to Michael Swan, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. Thundering Herd on the road tomorrow, opening it up against Moorhead State. So, a quick trip. You remember when Marshall, Moorhead State, and football used to be called the War on I-64? Do you remember that? I do. That was a neat name. I don't know if we can bring that back for soccer, but it'd be pretty cool if we could do that. So, that's coming up here in the next few minutes with Michael Swan. We'll talk to him. And he's in a good mood today because England beat Australia 3-1 to to advance to the World Cup final versus Spain. Of course, Coach Swan, a native of Newcastle, England. So his home country is in the Women's World Cup final. He's the women's soccer coach at Marshall University. He's having a good day. So looking forward to talking to him. And as I mentioned, the text line is open. Twitter, you can find me there as well, at Paul Swan. X, Twitter. I'll eventually call it X. I'm hoping it'll revert back to Twitter, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and do what the cool kids are doing. Call it X, but it's Twitter to you and me, so you can find me there at Paul Swan. So uh, the Sun Belt yesterday putting out a flex about how many preseason watch lists that student athletes and Sun Belt schools are on, and today the Sun Belt doing another flex. This time. And again, I give my hats to, I tip my cap. Heck, you can have the hat. I'll give it to you. The flex is today that the Sun Belt, and again, the language here is non autonomy conference. The Sun Belt among the non autonomy conferences stands out with three student athletes featured in ESPN's top 100 college football players for the 2023 season. That's a flex. We'll go over that list a little bit later on. You know one already. I'll refresh you. It's Rasheen Ali. He comes in at number 57. The other two players, we'll talk about their ranking a little bit later on. I'll give you a hint. Rasheen's in the middle of the rankings of Sunbelt players. There are three. Rasheen is in the middle of those rankings, and it's not that big of a gap between the player that has the higher ranking the gap, though, is a little bit more significant, just a little bit more, when it comes to the third player on the list. And it's an important position, so we'll talk about that with you a little bit later on as well. We had baseball action today here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Yesterday, the Pirates beat the Mets 7-4. to Not today. 8-3 final in favor of the Mets No baseball tomorrow, but 
We had it today here. Hope you enjoyed it on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Battle of Ohio Guardians beat the Reds 3-0 yesterday. Wrap-up of that series tonight, 640 at Great American Ballpark. And Charleston got the win over Staten Island, 6-0. The teams play a doubleheader, and that's going on right now, so we'll get an update there. I do have a, a quick note. I promised you yesterday that Eden Douglas from the Charleston Dirty Birds would join me today. She's unavailable today. She can't do it. So... We won't have that segment today, but they'll give us more time to talk to Michael Swan, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, as we get set for the upcoming season. They play for real. And, of course, the men have got a fans first game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to get used to that. I mean, I get it. It's a marketing term. It's an, it's an exhibition game. It's a preseason game. I get it. I get it. They're marketing it. As fans first. And that's cool. I like it. It's good. Get the fans engaged. So, soccer season opener for the men, at least um, in an exhibition game, a fans first game. Free admission there, taking on Robert Morris. That's going to be Thursday evening at 7.15 at the stadium. So, if you're looking for a little action on a Thursday night, Thundering Herd taking on Robert Morris. Free admission. So check that out. Take advantage of that. And, of course, volleyball, as we mentioned, picked six out of seven teams in the Sunbelt East Division yesterday by the league's coaches. Herds in action Friday night taking on Ohio. That's also a fan's first game. That's going to be 6 o'clock at the Henderson Center. We'll see if the Herd can maybe take out a little bit of that frustration on the Ohio Bobcats. Always fun to take out frustration on the Ohio Bobcats. I don't know why that series isn't played in football every year. I would just make sure that one game you play every year is Marshall, Ohio. I don't know. I'll take a poll on that. I'll take a poll on that. We'll do a Twitter question on that one. Should Marshall play Ohio in football every year? Should that just be one of the games you lock in? It's Marshall, Ohio. You play that every year. Is that... Is that the game you want to lock in as a rivalry game? Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of the program today. Text line is open here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I just liked it when Marshall used to be in a conference with Ohio. Then you didn't have to worry about it. You could always get another game. I don't think that's going to realistically happen anytime soon. Ohio's a lifer in the Mid-American Conference. The MAC is one of the few conferences that there's stability there. The MAC likes being the MAC. The schools like being in the MAC. There's not really... Marshall was probably one of the few schools that got in the MAC to get out of the MAC. Central Florida was one of those other schools. You get in the MAC so you can get out of the MAC. I wonder how the MAC would look today if Marshall never left. How would Marshall look today if Marshall never left the Mid American Conference? Do we want to we want to have that discussion? Do we want to have that exercise? I think at the time you made the move because again you were chasing dollars. 
That's why Marshall got into Conference USA to begin with. You're chasing dollars. And now look at Conference USA. I thought Conference USA was going to be one of the first conferences to fold. It could be the Pac-12. It could be the Pac-12. What conference right now, what conference could the Pac-12 pull teams from and try to form something? I, I can't wait to see how this plays out, but we'll get into that later on. When we continue, we're going to talk to the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, one Michael Swan, a proud, proud resident from Newcastle, England. Now an American citizen, but a proud, proud native Englander. His native lands, team in the World Cup final. And women's soccer, that's his sport. We'll talk to him when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. World Cup semifinals, big action today. England took out Australia 3-1, will face Spain. Spain defeated Sweden yesterday 2-1. We'll talk a little Marshall soccer in a moment, but joining us now is the Marshall women's soccer coach, and a, a proud, proud native of England. He, of course, now an American citizen. I need to point that out. It's Michael Swan. And uh, uh, you got to be proud, though. England in the World Cup final. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, early morning this morning to get up and watch the game. And, you know, being a soccer fan, a uh, coach in women's soccer, to see two teams really represent themselves the way they did. Um, you know, just a fantastic game, a semi-final that's going to end up being an unbelievable final with Spain and England being in it. So it's going to be a it's going to be a good game on the weekend. So what was your morning like? You got up, obviously, turned the television on, but what were you doing? Was there a pre-game ritual? I mean, did you have did you have game snacks? I mean, what was your morning like? <laughs> Well, it was the first day of school, so we had a middle school kid in my house. We had a, a young man going off to kindergarten. Um, so the, the ritual was, you know, get them ready, turn the TV on, have one eye on the TV, one eye on the kids getting ready for school, snap the pictures, try and follow as much as we can. A couple of big screams in there, three big screams that we scored and um, you know, everybody, it was a great morning in the Swan House because we, you know, a successful day on the first day and then England make it the World Cup final. So um, it was fantastic. How dare your kids, yeah, how dare your kids inconvenience you like that? How dare I they? Know. Well, it's the Cabell County. They decided for it to be on this day. They didn't get the memo. But, um, you know, what an, what an awesome morning we had. So it was a, it was a great morning for our family. So... What's the plans for the World Cup final? You know, big watch party at your house? What are we going to do? Well, it's uh, we play at 1 o'clock on Sunday, Marshall versus versus High Point. So it's going to be, uh, I don't think I can ask the players to come over at 6 a.m. in the morning and watch, watch the game. So it might be a, a similar situation. I'll probably be the only one 
up in my house at six o'clock on Sunday, um, watching the game. And you know, it'll be a, a probably another, hopefully another great day. But you Spain are a good side, um, you know, for that. But our eyes are going to be really on the the one o'clock game on Sunday. Um, just a little bit of entertainment to get the day started. Hey, a little no, bit of inspiration as well. Yeah, not a not a bad way to start your day before a match, but you've got one to deal with yeah. tomorrow. So it's Moorhead State. You're making making the trip, getting things started yeah. on the road. Um, we don't know much about Moorhead State. Of course, you know, we're still learning about your squad, so let's first talk about your squad. You know, how do you feel as this team is getting ready for live play? Where are you at and are you close to where you want to be? Um, we're, we're closer than we were, um, you know, with, with day one of preseason, we, we, you know, and now it's day 16 of preseason and we're a lot closer than what we were. And that's not knocking the team. It's just every day you get out in the field together, you look stronger. There's, there's something that's kind of caught your eye. Um, you know, so preseason has been really successful for us. We wanted to, we wanted to do quite a bit with them. We wanted to challenge them. Um, we've got a, a group of eight who's kind of, you know, the first go of it, this freshman and then a couple of transfers that came in. So it was really important to get the group together and bond. Um, so we did that. You know, we were able to do that at the front end of preseason. And then the back end, we really challenged them against, you know, Big 12 team and the SEC team. And, you know, we held our own against those those two squads and, um, you know, happy with, with how we've we've carried ourselves this preseason, um, both on and off the field. When you look at your squad, where have you seen the most growth? You know, top to bottom. You know, where do you think you're getting the most growth so far? Honestly, I think it's the total chemistry within the group. It's uh, it, they're a close group. They're a group that's you know wanting to learn every day. We've we've been through a couple of you know off the field processes with them. You know, finding an identity, finding a mantra, naming captains, and we've had total inclusion with that within the squad. So they've they've had their say. We've had them. All part of the process, um, you know. They've they've challenged one another, they've stood up to one another, and and they've accepted, you know, the challenges that that they've had. And you know, the the one thing I will say about this group is more than anything, there's there's talent there. There's a lot of talent there, but the chemistry and just the the culture of the team, you can see it just really, really coming together. And you know, they're in a restaurant right now eating dinner, and I'm out on the car in, in the car talking to you, Paul, and. I've got no concerns that they're just in there having a great time. Got to be careful. They're in the restaurant, right? You're and you're not watching them. No, well, I've got a great staff to do that too. Okay, so, you know that, that's part of it too. It's it's just, it's a big team. It's not one person rules rules the nest. It's we all we all rule it together. So you know, very proud of where the program is at this point. Okay, you don't have to worry about maybe a little extra um, order of fries or anything like that, right? You should be you'll be okay. No, no. We've made a good choice of a restaurant tonight, so um, I won't give it away, but we've got a we've got a nice hearty meal coming our way. All right. Michael Swan's with us in the car doing this interview right now. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As Marshall taking on Moorhead State, that's going to be tomorrow. It's in Moorhead, so Herd fans can make the trip. It's not that far of a trip, and it's always a good series to, to play. When you look at this squad, where do you expect your leadership? And I'm sure it starts with Abby Hugh. Yeah, Abby. Abby has really just you know embraced her all these last these last eight, eight months. You know, going going from the spring through the summer into this and into this season. 
Um, she's just grown so much as a player and as a person. Um, she's she's got a fantastic voice. Um, she's she's helped us, you know, through the process of of naming new leaders, and you know, kind of shaping some of the folk that that are going to lead us this year alongside of Abby. Um, talent wise, she's she's came a long way. She spent the summer up in Michigan playing, um, and you can really see the difference in her game and her decision making on the ball too. Um, just really matured through through the last eight months, and you know she's going to have a have a good a good year, and I expect many of them to do the same because she leads by example with with the training load and what we do on the field as well. So, good leader, a very good leader. Have you had to lean on her a little bit as uh, as players come and players go? You're now you know, making sure you're you're using the transfer portal more. You're also hitting the recruiting trail as much as you possibly can. You know. Is it nice to have a player like that that's been around the block a few times with the thundering herd to kind of help guide what this culture and, and what this uh, squad needs to look like? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a group of them that's in Abby's class, and Abby's Abby's certainly one of them. Um, along with you know Olivia Gandhi, Reagan Meyer, um, you know some of these players that have been been through COVID and stuck with it, and you know fell in love with Marshall, and and they've just you know they've kind of had their ups and downs with. With, with how past seasons have gone um, but to know and for them to give the message to the team where we were and what we've been doing and where we are today it's essential so yeah we lean on them quite a lot you know to, to just paint a picture of um, what we need to do to, to for this to be a successful season and you know Abby and, and Olivia and Reagan the upperclassmen of the group and Regina who, who was a, a transfer that came in um, a couple of years ago, they they've been kind of the catalyst, and they're the ones that are pulling this all together. And um, you know, they've they've been fantastic for the program. They've they've kind of put their right foot forward, and now we've just got to we've got to march after them. Um, so you know, couldn't be happier about you know what they've done over the last few months. Yes, Michael Swans with me, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. The Thundering Herd taking on Moorhead State tomorrow at Moorhead to get the season started. Looking at the transfer portal and some of the new players that are coming in, uh, who stands out to you? Uh, who's going to make the most impact? You think right away? Um, it's hard to say because it's early doors. But you know, we we're a program that you know we don't like to single out individuals. Um, we've got some some exceptional freshmen that have came in. We've got except some exception exceptional transfers that have came in. Some have played the Power Five. Some have played at the you know the mid majors. Um, you know, I think the I think the one thing you'll see about the group is it's 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 going to be dangerous to play against us. One, we're going to be more physical than what we've been in the past, and two, we're going to be a lot quicker all over the field that we've had in the past. So, um, we lost some to the portal, but we gained quite a bit when we when we were able to get into it. Um, so, you know, I don't want to single out one or two, but we got a couple of local kids on the roster who who've had a fantastic preseason. And again, we've got we've got some you know transfers that have came in that are that are making an impact as well. Have you found it easy going for you in the portal? Is that something you've had to adjust to a little bit more, or is is it just now another recruiting tool for you and you've taken right to it? I think you'll. I think we can all say as coaches, it's it's a mess. <laughs> it's it's just a mess. You you never know what it's going to look like each portal. And um, for us, um, you know, it was. The, the May portal was was hard. We lost one or two players to that. Um, the January portal or the December portal, the Christmas one, we lost a player to that. But we we expected to lose a player to graduation. 
so we were able to replace them. You know, when we go into the, the portal that's late in the day, everybody's scrambling because there's so many different moving parts and, and you think you're going to have a good good window with it and it can disappoint you, but then it can also help you. Um, a lot of times it's it, it's just a mess. We never know what it's going to do, you know, each time around. So you, you're having to recruit your own players. You're having to, you know, be active in the portal early and late. Um, we were active early and late in this May portal and for us it really really panned out we've got a really good player that's came in unbelievable personality um, for our locker room and you know no doubt that that person's going to be you know pretty impactful this season and, and the season after that. Michael Swan's with us the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team the Thundering Herd in action tomorrow kicking it off against Moorhead State on the road and this is, I'm sure, going to be a, a nice start to the season to get you ready for conference play. Before we talk a little bit more about Moorhead State, the Sunbelt Conference women's soccer preseason poll came out not that long ago. Out of 14 teams, the poll said you were ninth best. Your squad was ninth best. Uh, where do you think that... Um, did they get it right? You you um you think there's just like a lot of better teams ahead of you, or are they overlooking you a little bit? Or to be fair, nobody knows. You got so many new players. Yeah, no, nobody knows. I don't know anything about the other teams at this point. We, you know, some people hide their rosters, some people throw it out there. Um, if you find a preseason poll that's predicted, you know, from one through fourteen, and they get it right, and we get it right as coaches, day one. You know, well done. We've we've done a fantastic job, and we probably should be sitting in Las Vegas um, having a conversation about something. But you know, more than anything, it's 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 a poll that's kind of built on what what we've done in the past um, and where you've been in the past. And you know, we hit a benchmark last year, getting the conference quarterfinals. Um, you know, people were impressed with how we played. I don't think they they looked at you know the bigger picture of what we've done and where we've been and what what we're doing as a program and how we're grown. So for me, ninth is, you know, we're underestimated there. Um, and I, I can guarantee you there's a lot more coaches out there that are saying the same thing um, as me. But, you know, I do feel that we're, we, should be, we should be in the region of, uh, you know, a lot higher than where we are and expect us to be there at the end of the season. Top to bottom, how do you evaluate this league? I mean, is James Madison... And South Alabama still going to be, and you throw in Old Dominion there as well. Are those still going to be the teams that everybody's chasing? Uh, you think maybe to use a, a term from Coach Huff, you know, uh, is the um, is the gap closing? You think between where you're at and where the top teams are? Hundred percent, it's closing. I mean, last year for in in our league, it was Georgia Southern who won the regular season, and they were pushed all the way by Arkansas State. You know, both teams didn't make the the final at the conference tournament. It was Old Dominion, um, and and James Madison. You know, who ended up you know being in the final against one another. Um, you know, those two teams kind of rose to the top. But you know, we pushed South Alabama all the way in our quarter final. Georgia State did the same thing in their semi final um, against some of these teams. You know, the teams that we're talking about. There isn't a clear favorite. There isn't a clear winner. Um, it's it's really one of those things on any given day, any team can beat one another. Um, it's just a case of can you get it right? You know, can you get it right on the day against one another? The gap is absolutely closing. You know, 100% closing from top to bottom. Um, South Alabama are probably the ones that could, you know, vouch for that the most. You know, they they won the conference 
you know, I think it's like three out of the last five years um, that they've been they've been to a conference final and won it, and then off to a national tournament. And you know, they were probably shell shell shocked last year when they when they saw who they had to face and you know what each game was like, um, you know, in the league in the crossover games. So, you know, it's it's closing. It's a good league. It's a competitive league. It's one that's gaining traction. And, you know, we've climbed a little bit in the RPI rank, rankings as a conference, and I expect us to do the same again this year. With me on the phone, Michael Swan, head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. So uh, on the road, Moorhead State, the opponent tomorrow. They had a pretty good season last year. They were 7-7-4 seven, seven, and four in 2022. Uh, what can you tell us about them? What's your, what's your early scout? Not to give too much away, obviously. Um, you know, we looked at looked at some of the data and the statistics from, you know, when the coach got there and the formations they've played, the players that they've brought in. They've brought in a, a pretty big class. You know, we don't know a whole lot about that pretty big class. But what we do know is how they've played typically and what they're looking to do as a program. Um, you know, so we've been, you know, actively watching them. You know, we we, we don't know how preseason went for them. We weren't there. We're not allowed to be there. Um, you know, we're, as coaches, we've kind of got this golden rule that we're not going to give scouting reports out on one another, and and we haven't done that. So, you know, we're going to go into it. We'll have to make adjustments, just like they're going to have to make adjustments. Um, but they're an improving program, a, a program that was competitive in the OVC last year. Um, but you know, it's about us. It's it's really not about them. Um, tomorrow, it's we're going to be focusing on what we want to do and how we're going to play, and and just think, you know, with with some of the firepower that we've got, we're just going to overwhelm whelm them. You know, that's what we're looking to do tomorrow is just really overwhelm them with, with what we've got in our in our locker. Just a series you like. It's close by. There's a institutional history between Marshall and Moorhead State across the board in, in all sports. So how do, you, how do you stand on this series? I know a lot of people probably dislike Moorhead State more than others, but it's a, it's a name that, yeah, has come across Marshall's path many years. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, you know, we've it, 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 it's been one of those ones that you know we're in two different leagues, um, very very close to one another. You know, I consider you know we've got a little rivalry with Ohio, you know, which is which is something that you know we always look to in the season. Um, the Moorhead one, Moorhead's a tough place to go play. You know, so that makes it really interesting um, for us on a soccer point of view. Um, but when they come to us, you know, it's it's they they bring the supporters, they they bring the crowds. We do the same thing when we go there. I think it's a grown a grown rivalry in women's soccer, um, but probably the field is a bigger one with football and maybe maybe some of the other other sports. But you know, we our, our players they want to win every game. You know, they want to win every game, and if we can get that against a, a local rival. For say we'll we'll get it tomorrow, you know, and, and and do do us proud. Let's go ahead and establish it now. If you're circling schools, biggest rival for Marshall women's soccer, you know, maybe top three that. Top three um, in conference, I would go App State, um, definitely Old Dominion, um, probably probably one that we want to you know win those two games, and then you know out of state, I'd say Ohio. I like those choices. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, add. maybe the more maybe the more head one's gonna gonna kind of 
you know, maybe, maybe you know, drum up a little bit of you know traction this week, possibly. Um, you know, and the JMU, I think that's an, another one that we can look at too, um, from a soccer point of view. But you know, the App State playing them twice next, last year and beating them twice, and Old Dominion, the team that we've beat at home and that they've beaten us at home. It's a familiar opponent where GMU is a new opponent for us, but you know the the GMU Marshall rivalry is picking up traction as well. So it's a it's an interesting time for Marshall to really establish some of these new you know new rivals, and it's 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 exciting to be part of. Michael Swan's with us. Okay, we've we've talked about the Moorhead State game. Of course, you get High Point on Sunday. What can fans expect when they come out and see you on Sunday? Other than a happy Michael Swan that is his his country <laughs> won. Yeah, his birth country won the World Cup. Yeah, I think I think what we've had in the past and what it, what what's happened at you know the soccer complex over the last few years is just a, an electric atmosphere, an atmosphere that's that's grown by the university, the athletic department, and the fans and our community. You know, so when we've got that type of environment, you, you you're looking you're looking at a team that's just going to be really charged to to get on the field and play. We want to play front foot soccer. We want to get the ball into dangerous areas. We want to challenge their opponents back, back four, back three, back five, whatever they have to do on the day. Um, and we want to we want to press them. We want the ball. Um, we want to keep it, and we want to score more goals. So pretty simple when it comes to the tactics of it all is how can we win the ball back quicker? How can we create more chances? And just can we suffocate the team with you know just being physical and, and really, you know swarming what they've got and not allowing them to get out. Michael Swan, my guest, all excited for Sunday for two reasons. Just a little World Cup action and then, of course, the the real action against High Point. But Moorhead State first. Good luck, Coach. Have a, um, have a fun, fun match tomorrow, and hopefully you bring us home a win. Thank you, Paul, and, and hope everyone's doing well out there. And, you know, thanks for all the support for Marshall Athletics and Marshall Women's Soccer. We appreciate everything you do. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate having you on. That's Michael Swan, head coach of the Marshall Women's Soccer team. His uh, home country winning its semifinal match today against Australia 3-1. Sunday, he's going to be really busy. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line is open 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Coming up tomorrow on the show, we're getting close to high school football beginning across the Trey State. We'll start with the Ashland Tomcats. They'll take on Raceland coming up this Friday. That's going to be on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. Had a good chat today with the voice of the Tomcats, Dickie Martin. He's going to be with me on Friday, but we're going to speak with the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats tomorrow, Chad Tackett. So he joins me tomorrow about 5.30. Looking forward to talking to him as the Tomcats get set to start the season with Rival Raceland should be a fun one, and we'll have that again on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And, of course, if you want to follow along all the action, I direct you to our website. It's catsports933.com. There you can listen to the game live. You can also put the game on your phone.
You can download the app there. The link is right there. Make it easy. Just take your web browser on your phone. Go to catsports933.com. Click on the link that applies to your app store. It'll take you right to the download page on your app store. You can get the link, download the app, then you can stream it on your phone easy. It's real simple. Just head to the website. If you want to follow along with the Ashland Tomcats or just want to listen to a high school football game on a Friday night, we got one for you. It's Ashland Raceland on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And again, our text line one more time is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get your text in here in the next few minutes. And until then, we'll cue those up. I'll tell you about what the Sun Belt did today. Flexing. I know it's a simple press release, but it's not really. The Sun Belt's doing what it needs to do. And eventually, it's going to catch on because the narrative is that the American leads the way in the non autonomy leagues. That's the narrative. It's Big Ten, SEC. Probably Big 12, ACC, who knows what the pack, whatever is going to be, but it's not even in the equation right now. We don't even know what it's going to look like reconstituted if it comes to that pace. But after that, it's always the narrative is the American. The American's better, and they've, they've had some good teams, and they've been picked over a few times as well as, as a collective. It has been picked over, and it's reloaded a little bit, but I don't know if this version of the American is truly going to be better. It picked over Conference USA, and there's still schools like Tulane. that it, It's basically a reset of Conference USA again. And Conference USA, I thought, was going to be the low man. It at least has, at this moment, some semblance of a, of a league. So... If you're trying to assert yourself as a league, you need to make sure that the narrative doesn't always lean toward the American. And so the Sun Belt, on cue, releasing the, the release today. Among non-autonomy conferences, the Sun Belt stands out with three student-athletes and the ESPN Top 100 college football players for the 2023 season. And... I love how the league pointed out that the Sun Belt's three is equal to the other non-autonomy conferences in the top 100. The American Athletic Conference had two selections, and Conference USA had one. So three Sun Belt players in the top 100. Well, you know one of them. It's Rasheen Ali. He came in at number 57. He's getting a lot of play on his previous previous exploits in 2021. Overcame the knee injury. I expect big things out of him. So you know him. Number 57. Grayson McCall has to be on this list, right? In Coastal Carolina, where he is. Redshirt senior quarterback from Indian Trail, North Carolina, comes in at number 53. He ranks third since 2020, ranks third among FBS quarterbacks in wins at 28, sixth in passing touchdowns at 77, and seventh in total QBR at 82.9. So he's one to watch. 
obviously he would make the list. Just right outside the top 50, 53. And the other, and this is notable, the other player that got consideration is right at 100. And that is Frank Gore Jr. Frank Gore Jr., number 100 in the top 100 from ESPN. Big deal there. Because I think there's going to be a battle between Rasheen Ali and Frank Gore Jr. at the running back position in the league this year. Doesn't it make sense? Southern Miss, Marshall, running back battle. I I think it makes perfect sense here. But Frank Gore, he's a heck of a runner. Heck of a runner. Had a great 2022. Over six yards per carry, 11 yards per catch. Very versatile. And I think if you're going to look at the week-to-week, you look at the numbers, and you're going to see it's probably going to be Rasheen Ali and Frank Gore back and forth. Gore's stock can only go up. I hope that Rasheen moves up from 57, that he makes a case to be maybe a top 50 player. I know we're only talking seven spots, but still. I think he can make the case to move up. And, of course, Grayson McCall, I think he's going to hold the line for quarterback spot and for Sun Belt. So I think these three are, are great picks, if that makes sense. But I still say that there's not a better running back in the Sun Belt than Rasheen Ali. There's not a single one. You can't tell me that any other running back is better than Rasheen Ali. And I understand there is the inherent bias coming out of this program. There is that bias only because, well, our day-to-day, our bread and butter is martial athletics, obviously. But with that said, I don't think there's a better running back in the league than Rasheen Ali. I think he'll prove it. And he's got to be chomping at the bit. You know he's he's got to be anxious and ready to go. He just wants to get out there and go. I'm pretty sure of that. So that's a good flex from, from the Sun Belt. And I, I like the fact that the league will do that. You really didn't see that in Conference USA. Conference USA, it never felt like it was reaching for something bigger. It never felt. It always felt like it was on the decline. For some reason, yeah, after after some of the schools left, it just felt like the league was always moving backwards. Whereas the Sun Belt, we laughed at the Sun Belt years ago. Oh, it's the Sun Belt. Look at the Sun Belt now. The Sun Belt, the Sun Belt has respect. Conference USA does not. The American has respect. Mount West has respect. The MAC, in its own way, has respect. But Conference USA does not have respect. And now the Pac-4, it might dissolve. Who knows? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our text line to be a part of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As we wrap it up, I was looking over this ESPN 100. 
top 100. Rasheen Ali coming in, number 57. You think Owen Porter can make the top 100? I was thinking any Marshall player other than Rasheen Ali that should be mentioned as a potential top 100 player. I think Owen Porter would make the cut. No pressure, but I think he might. He'd definitely be a player to watch anyway. He's already on several watch lists, but I think he could seriously be a contender for one of those spots in the ESPN 100. As it stands, Rasheen Ali being there is a testament to Rasheen. And, of course, Thundering Herd, those big hosses making holes for him. That's going to be fun to watch this year. Just to know that he's out there and if the passing attack isn't working, you better watch out for the ground attack because it will. So I'm excited. First game's coming up here in a few short weeks. We'll have it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, Owen Porter yesterday named to the Lombardi Award watch list. Presented annually to college football offensive or defensive lineman who exemplifies the character and discipline of NFL Hall of Fame coach Vince Lombardi. Hey, this to be named on the Lombardi watch list is pretty cool. If you get to a point where you might be a serious finalist for it, that's even better. That'll be a nice feather in his cap. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to thank our Guest Michael Swan, the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team. His squad in action coming up on Thursday, facing off against Moorhead State. So let's hope that the herd starts out the season 1-0. and And then back home on Sunday, they'll be facing off against High Point. And that'll be after the World Cup final, where coach is going to have to get some caffeine in him bright and early. Getting up early to watch England take on Spain in the Women's World Cup Final. So hopefully Coach has a great day tomorrow and a great weekend, at least on Sunday. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.